Hello, my name is uh, Manuel Obi, and this is an audiobook for one of my short stories called Driver. Um, this is my first audiobook, so forgive me if it doesn't sound great. Okay, so Driver, part one of six by Manuel Obi. Not all of his sensations came back to him at once. The first thing he felt was his head, more specifically the pain in his head, a crippling pain that would have left him on his knees, but he was still standing. But he wasn't standing, at least not under his own power. He was hanging. It was then that he noticed that he was upright. His hands were being held over his head by what felt like metal shackles, tight metal shackles that were rubbing his wrists raw. He could feel thin lines of blood running down his forearms. He looked up to see what was holding his hands, but all he saw was darkness, nothingness. In that moment, his focus became sharper. His heart began to race as he fell into a panic. Why can't I see, he thought to himself. He began blinking his eyes rapidly. He could feel his eyes blinking, but he couldn't see. He began moving his head around, searching for a source of light, but nothing changed. No source of light, nothing to see, just darkness. Was he blind? Or was it just completely dark? He had no way of knowing. Terror exploded from his heart and rolled through his body like a wall of flames consuming him from the inside. He began pulling wildly against his restraints. The metal links of the shackles rattled together, but were unwavering. They did not give. They only cut deeper and deeper into his wrists, thickening the lines of blood on his forearms. Another bolt of pain shot through his skull. He reached to grab his head, but the restraints wouldn't allow it. What in the hell is going on? How did I end up here? It was then he heard a metal click and the creaking of wood. A flood of dirty yellow light fell through a crack in the darkness. His vision began to focus through the searing pain in his head and he could see that it was a door. A door was slowly opening in front of him. A shadow, shrouded in filthy light, stood in the doorway as it opened. It stood there for a moment, watching. As his vision continued to sharpen, those features that laid at the edge of the shadow's face could be seen, but an unnatural, inky black continued to cover his face. All of his face, except the edge of his mischievous smile. The shadow stepped into the room and the features disappeared into the sable abyss. The closer the shadow got to his victim, the less the victim could see of him, until the shadow was nearly nose to nose with him. The air from the shadow's nostrils swept across his victim's lips. Help. A hoarse voice escaped his victim's lips. It was nothing more than a whisper, but it was filled with the desperation of a man that was terrified. The shadow opened his mouth for a moment, wanting to speak, but no words followed. Just the spearmint freshness of a breath meant that hung on his tongue. He needed to select his words carefully. My mother... The shadow's words were slow and deliberate. Each syllable was treated with care and precision. He cleared his throat. The shadow's smile could not be seen, but you could hear it in his compulsively precise words. My mother always said, don't get into cars with strangers. Earlier, Diego stood with a continual sway as he checked his driver app. He stumbled back a step or two then one to the side, then a couple forward before spreading his arms as though to regain his balance. To anyone that would have seen him standing at the corner of Long Street and Helvetica, draped in the unnatural mixture of light from the moon and the lone street lamp that he propped himself up on, it would have seemed obvious that he was drunk. 
A silver four-door sedan slowly pulled up next to him and rolled down the passenger window. Are you Diego West? The driver asked. Diego leaned forward in a wobbly stance and peered at the man for a moment. The driver was remarkably unremarkable. Brown eyes, brown hair, a face that could easily be forgotten, and a posture that screamed, ignore me. Diego stood straight up and almost stumbled backwards. That's me. I'm, I am, I'm Diego West. Diego's speech slurred, leaving bits of spit on the roof of the silver sedan. Well, I'm your driver. You're Pia Pior, Piotor. The simple word stumbled out of his mouth like a child trying to read chemistry terms. Yes, Piotr. That's a very not American name for someone with a very American accent, Diego crudely pointed out. Yes, my mother's Polish. She immigrated here and married my father, Piotr explained with a smile. Are you going to drive me home, Piotr? Diego hiccuped. That's what the app is for, finding a driver. But I have to ask, are you going to be okay? You seem pretty drunk. You're not going to puke in my car, are you? Piotr, Diego raised his right hand and put his left hand over his heart, then looked down and switched, left hand up and right hand over his heart. Diego paused and switched again. Okay, I don't know how this goes, but I swear not to puke in your car. Okay, get in. Where are you headed? Piotr thought he may need to get out and help Diego get in, but to Piotr's surprise, Diego fell into the backseat of the car with relative ease. Diego's face was firmly planted into the black leather, but he was in the car. Diego slightly lifted his head out of the leather. 129 C Street. Then his head immediately fell back into the cool leather. Gotcha. Piotr immediately began to pull off. You don't, you don't need to type it in the, uh... Diego's hand was raised in the air, motioning with his finger as though he were typing on a floating keyboard before the word hit him. GPS. Diego exclaimed, excited to have found the word. No, no. I had a girlfriend that lived in that area a while ago. I had a girlfriend once, Diego continued to exclaim, his voice muffled by the leather of the seats as he continued to talk without lifting his head. She broke up with me today, bitch. Aha, Piotr grinned. That is why you chose to have a few drinks tonight. Yeah, Diego's muffled voice was the sound of a drunken sadness. She said... She said, I was never around and that I was focused on my, on my, my career more than her. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, true, I have been busy lately. My friend and I are doing our own online marketing company. It's a really good idea. It's really good. And yeah, yeah, I've been busy for the last six months. But you don't throw away three years because of that. Sorry, man, but don't worry. You seem like a good guy, and you're good-looking with very, very striking eyes. I'm sure you will find a girl in no time. Thanks, are you gay? The tactless words flew out of Diego's mouth as though it was one word. I mean, if you are, that's no big deal. My cousin is gay. Gay, gay, McGay. I love my cousin. My cousin makes me watch The Bachelor. You know what? It's a pretty good show. Piotr chuckled to himself at the drunken rambling. Yep, yep, gay is a-okay. Diego gave a thumbs up. Piotr tried to stifle his laughter. No, I'm not gay. I do amateur photography, mostly portraits. 
I tend to notice people's features and you have amazing eyes. Thanks. A brief silence followed. So you don't want to be a professional photographer? No, not really. I love having it as a hobby. I don't want that to be a job. It's more like Piotr was interrupted by the sound of Diego snoring. He smiled and decided to let Diego sleep as he continued to drive into the ill-fated night. We're here. Piotr turned and looked back at Diego, who immediately popped up. What? What? Where are we? We're here, Piotr replied. Diego looked out of the window with squinted eyes, trying to see through the darkness. Okay, okay. Diego bolted forward over the seat with his wallet open. How much do I owe you? No, no, no worries. You pay through the app. That's why you have to give them your credit card. Oh, do you want a tip? As Diego spoke, his wallet fumbled from his hands onto the seat and then the floorboard. No, man. Thanks. But don't worry about it, Piotr replied as he reached for the wallet. I get... As he found the wallet and began to sit back up, Piotr felt a pinch on his neck. A rush of nausea and dizziness flooded Piotr. Suddenly, everything was spinning. He couldn't hold his head up anymore and Piotr slumped over, face first into the center console. Diego swiftly stepped out of the back of the silver sedan and looked around. When he felt safe no one was watching, he opened the driver's side door and gingerly pulled Piotr out. Piotr was too heavy to carry, so Diego placed one of Piotr's arms over his shoulders and lifted him to his feet. Diego walked side by side with Piotr, involuntarily stumbling forward. Piotr's head swayed with every step as Diego slowly carried him toward 129 C Street. C Street was a very quiet street, about a hundred feet from a small man-made lake. The neighborhood was inhabited by the average middle-class family with 2.5 kids and 1.3 dogs. The houses were all variations of the same blueprint. The flowers in each garden were all different colors of what seemed to be the same flower. The SUVs all seemed to beg anyone that saw them to realize that this was a suburban family riding inside. A picture-perfect neighborhood with picture-perfect families. In appearance. But behind the closed doors of these cookie-cutter homes were alcoholic housewives, cheating husbands, and drug-addicted children. People with so many issues in their own lives that they did not notice the monster next door. Shit. Diego thought as he saw his obnoxiously pleasant neighbor rounding the corner with a miniature bejeweled Pomeranian Chihuahua pug rat thing of a dog that she insisted was her baby. Whenever those words left her mouth, my dog is my baby, Diego wanted to cut open her belly, stuff that rat thing inside, and sew her stomach back together. Diego quickly turned his disgust into a warm smile as Claire, he even hated her name, strolled up. Oh dear, what happened? Her abnormally high voice squeaked. Hi, Claire. Yeah, this is my friend Steve. His lady broke up with him today after three years. Oh no. Her fake sincerity was rage-inducing. Actually, it wasn't her pleasant manner that annoyed him and he imagined everyone else she came into contact with. It was her lack of sincerity coupled with her bad acting. Claire used a pleasant tone to poorly disguise insults and degrading judgment of people. Everything about Claire, or the cougar of C Street, was insincere. From her oversized, overlifted thick breasts to her cherry red lipstick plastered across her collagen lips. There was so much Botox pumped into her face that Diego wasn't sure how she was able to blink. 
Yeah, so he wanted to go out for a drink and we had a few too many. Well, I am sure drinking like that wasn't the reason she stayed. Claire nodded as though imparting knowledge through her thinly veiled insult. And you? Just doing another midnight walk with your dog? Diego asked, knowing the subject would be broached by her soon enough. Might as well get it over with. Not my dog, my baby. She spoke in baby talk and immediately picked up the dog and began kissing its nose and mouth as the dog licked back. Only the mental image of her baby trying to claw its way out of her stitched-together stomach kept a smile on his face. Help. Help me. Pitor's head bobbled back and forth as his slurred words fell out of his mouth. It's okay, Steve. I got you. Diego replied, shifting Piotr's limp body and readjusting his hold. Okay, Claire, I need to get him inside and into bed before he decides to vomit everywhere. You have a nice walk. I understand. Have a good night, and let me know if you need anything. Claire winked and began to walk away, making sure she wiggled her hips as she walked. Another glowing aspect of Claire's personality was her blatant passes at any man that came within 50 feet of her. She did not care if he was married or even if the wife was with him. She made sure that he knew she was available. At least once a month, you could peer through the window of a home in this neighborhood and see a slightly inebriated wife hurling an object at a defensive husband, and it was probably over Claire. Diego finally made it to the front steps of 129 C Street and pushed open the unlocked door. He dropped Piotr on the corridor floor and carefully watched the other homes on his street. No one appeared to be watching. No one was aware of the things that would happen in this home. Good. Diego smiled as he closed the door to 129 C Street. End of part one. To be continued in part two. To be released late September 2016. Actually, it'll probably be released more like mid-September. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And for more information or more short stories or when the next audiobook will be available, please check the description tab for the links. Thank you.